Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Jackcast, the Swansea City podcast. I'm Matt Brock and I'm joined as ever by Steve Carroll. Afternoon, Steve. Afternoon. Well, we could not do one, could we? We were due to do one tomorrow, um, but after the breaking news come last night and uh, Monday night, um, we thought we needed to get one out as soon as. We will still follow up with our regular podcast tomorrow. We'll probably talk about this in far more depth, but we needed something out there now. Um, Steve, breaking news last night. Michael Duff sacked. Yeah, um, I, I did think he was in trouble, I must admit, but I think as the time went on on Monday, I was thinking, well, if he isn't going to get sacked at this point, then he's probably going to get Saturday. So then when the news came through just before nine o'clock last night, I think it was a little bit of a... A surprise really no one's expecting news that late in the day but um the right decision i think from uh from my point of view i think it had gone far enough really hadn't it i think i think the big deal of what was i mean clearly this is something that the club have deliberated over i mean as you say they don't normally put a big sweeping statements like that at nine o'clock at night that would be a, a five o'clock six o'clock at the latest release wouldn't it so i think that is something they've obviously deliberated on uh long and hard um yesterday but um, I think the timing of it, if I'm being honest, is 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 quite quite good from the club because there can be no complaints now, can there? I mean, there are fans of Duff and there are people who are very much against Michael Duff. But whatever side of the fence you sit on, he's now had a good run of games as a Swansea manager. It could have gone after the Cardiff game. The comments were out of order. We discussed this at the time that he didn't quite get what it meant to be a Swansea manager. And obviously that was coming at the tail end of a horrible run at the start of the season as well. And then you look at it and you think that, whilst some people would have really advocated for that, it would be really harsh and reflected badly on the board. As it is, he had that little pick-up in form and he's gone back to not really being able to get a great tune out of the players again. Um, but he's had plenty of winnable games in there, which you simply haven't won. Um, I can't really have any complaints about the timing of this. Yeah, and I think it's not just the winnable games either, is it? Like, I know we haven't won a lot of those games, but... It's been the performances, hasn't it? I mean, we'll, I'm sure we'll discuss the Huddersfield game in a bit more detail when we um, tomorrow night. Yeah. But I mean, again, it was a, a bad performance. And, you know, as much as we did dominate the game, it was a case of nobody ever really felt the goal was coming. And I was quite surprised when we got that equaliser at the end. But, it, you know, in that circumstance, we'd usually say, well, it's just a point game, didn't it? But it just felt like a crap point. Yeah. Uh, that was the problem with it. That after what had previously come before, I mean, obviously the, the Hull game recently where we were two up and blew it, but... You know, if anything, we, we could have come away with nothing from that game as well. And obviously, we've, we've lost the lead, which is, you know, expected, really. But, I mean, it's, it's over that long period of time. And I think it was just the truth. He's the wrong man for the club. He's just not right. To, I'm not saying Michael Duff is necessarily a bad manager. He could go mm. elsewhere and do well. Previously, of course, he's at Cheltenham. He did very well. Barnsley, they, were, they lost in the last minute of extra time of a playoff final. So... So obviously done a good job then, and if, I think if he stayed there, he would have done a good job again. But he has found this jump to us too much. I think it just it hasn't worked, does it? And I think, like you say, some of those comments early on, they didn't really get us on side. Bad results, bad performances. Yes, that little run in the bit right in the middle, really, where we did have those four wins on the bounce. Did hint at you know better times to come, maybe. But maybe slipped into another slump then. Since then, one win in eight. It's not good enough, is it? I mean, five wins from 19 overall, two wins in 10 at home. It's just been quite depressing, isn't it? I haven't enjoyed many games this season. And, you know, I wasn't inspired going down there Saturday. And it was another disappointing day. And um, I do think that we've made the right decision. And the encouraging thing for me was actually the statement that went out. Is that 
basically talking about how they, they got it wrong really didn't they yeah they, they did um, and they were talking about how it's important to have a presence in Swansea and I think that's clearly meant that the manager wasn't spending enough time here which you know mm. judging from what we've been told previously is the case and that's not good enough they definitely need to rectify that but also the Swansea identity was mentioned yeah. wasn't it and yeah. You know, that is important and, you know, I don't know if we're going to talk in detail right now about who we think could be next or who we want, but we need to go back to somebody that has a philosophy rather than Duff who's coming here. I don't really know what he was trying to do. I think one of the big criticisms I'd label at him would yeah. be, yeah. I think we had this discussion the other day, do you remember that Blackburn game on the opening day where Rest Martin, had, he, done, yeah, he only had a week in charge, didn't he? So unsurprisingly, it was never going to be uh, a brilliant performance, but I could see what we were trying to do. Now there were a lot of mistakes. <laughs> it was it was not brilliant. Right? I think Stephen Bender spent the game right wing, but yeah, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was crazy, wasn't it? But yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. I mean, we nearly conceded in the first minute from a farcical own goal, didn't we? But yeah. you could see what we were trying to do. That's the point that I'm making here. Yeah, and that was after one game and thinking, well, if we see what we're trying to do here, give it a little bit of time, we'll see an improvement. And we did, didn't we? I know then there were other areas where we didn't improve and I wouldn't, I'm not going to sit here and talk about Martin as some sort of god either. But um, with this guy, I still don't know what he was trying to do. Genuinely don't know. And when you're closing in on almost half the games gone of the season, I can't believe that we don't know what he's trying to do yet. So it just seemed to me that it wasn't improving, it wasn't going to improve. So in that case, uh, we have made the right decision and... um, yeah, hopefully we will appoint someone who's far more of a Swansea man going forward. I think, I think it's a good barometer, isn't it, of of where you're at. I mean, we're we're in we're in December now. Um, this is the point now, especially when you're coming up to Christmas, with the fixtures coming thick and fast. You need to have a way of playing. You need to have uh, an. Uh, doesn't necessarily need to be uh, an identity in the sense of what the Swansea way is deemed to be. I, I personally think he might well yet become a successful championship manager, but it became quite clear um, some time ago that it wasn't going to work here. Uh, we do have quite a, a strict way of the fans will only buy into a certain method. We've discussed in the past that... Um, one of Steve Cooper's greatest saviours was that the majority of his time here was spent behind closed doors because I don't think he'd have got the leeway that he perhaps got in some of the performances, albeit a successful manager here. But you look at the way that we played and Swansea fans were still disenchanted with a lot of that style of play. So I think here it's quite... Uh, <laughs> we, we follow quite the strict code of how we expect to watch Swansea play. Um, and it's based on the last 15 years. So when you consider that, um, there are clubs, you know, you, we've discussed before we started recording, you, 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 like, you Birmingham's who don't appear to be as, um, I know they've got the new ownership now, so I might rule them out of that sort of club because they've just, you know, they appointed Rooney for a grandstand name, so I don't think Duff necessarily fits that bill. But certainly Rotherham have just um, lost their manager, and Nathan Jones ruled him up to there. That, to me, seems like a really pod- possible fit, Michael Duff to Rotherham. But um, here, where, where fans aren't happy to see just results, they, they do demand to see a little bit more than that. Um, and as you say, we're looking at 20 games in the, into the... Well, 21 games in total, 19 in the league, and people's biggest criticism since day one is not really understanding what we're trying to do. And, and you've got to give the man time to implement his ideas, but and I think that's the thing now. 
You, if you haven't done it by now, there's real concerns. You're just not going to be able to get your message across, and the players just simply aren't buying into it. That, that's the exact issue, really. I mean, you know, we 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 made signings in the summer based on playing five at the back, didn't we? And you know, I think we we panic changed really. I would say because we started badly, and the manager was under pressure for his job. Obviously, there's been um, so we have struggled out wide. We have brought a player in. I'm sure we'll discuss that another time. Yeah. So that will help, I think judging from what I saw on Saturday. But I think that's the that's the issue. What are we what are we trying to do? I mean we we do have a reasonable amount of the ball in you know in general. We had a lot more of it than normal on Saturday obviously because the opposition had no intention. But I mean I I don't really know what we're trying to do. I've seen far too many aimless long balls this season, for example. That's not what we do. I mean I don't mind doing that if we're hanging on at the end for a result and you're just thinking, right, you've got to try and clear your lines a bit. But I mean I don't like the fact that you might have the ball in your own half or anything like that and you're just thinking, right, I'm just going to take a punt long. I mean, that's, that's lower league stuff. We, we don't do that down here. That's, not, that's never going to win you over. And to be honest with you, like, even if it works, which it didn't, it's still not going to be popular. I mean, we, as you were saying, really, I mean, down here it's always been a bit like that. I'd, I'd even say going far back as before the Martinez era, I remember the John Hollins team was long ball and people didn't particularly like that. And that was a side that won the, the league title mm. in League Two, for example. So, you know, I think down here we do like to see nice football. It's just the way that it is. And it's not going to change now, is it? Because the fact is, our best spells have been, not just with results and performances, we have played nice football to go with it. So, you know, that is an expectation down here now. And if you don't abide by it, you're going to get criticised. And in this case, the manager has lost his job because not only has he not provided performances, he hasn't had the results either. And it's well, a, you've got to have that. It's, yeah. Exactly. It's a, it's a lethal combination then, isn't it? As you said, Steve Cooper, the football wasn't very easy on the eye, but he did get results. And if he'd gone up, then that would have been it, wouldn't it? But we didn't. But yeah, it would have been interesting to have seen what the atmosphere would have been like in the crowd um, if there was one during that time because it wasn't uh, great to watch. But um yeah, uh, Duff would have learned a harsh lesson down here, but um, you know, I'm what, sure he will bounce back. What will what will he take from this? Because it's quite. Um, I know you mentioned the English long balls, and that's one of the things that people said. I don't know what this is, but he weren't even a long ball team. The stats don't play out. We weren't a long ball team. That's just fact. But way we looked at it, it was like we weren't really either or. We weren't. Yeah, we weren't problem. enough of a footballing team to take that swagger into a game and say, Do you know what. We're going to do the triangles. We're going to play it short and quick. We're going to try and move around you. We're going to have six, seven hundred passes a game and really try and dominate the ball and make you chase shadows so that when you win it, you've, had, you've been starved of it. And this is what was big in Russell yeah. Martin's time. And look, I'm not rewriting history. I've sat on this podcast for a lot of Russell Martin's reign and said this, this will never get a success because of all the faults that came with it. But that was, as you said earlier, an identity. Whether we had clearly, for all its faults, we had a way of playing, but we were neither all here with with yeah, that. Well, like you said, well, Steve Cooper was the same. We'd have to say, really, it was you know sit quite deep, use the likes of Connor Roberts. Is the fact that he had a ridiculous engine to get up and down yeah. the lot, and then particularly after that Christmas, you have some like Hooverhan, and that gives you a set piece opportunity, and then you rely on maybe a bit of magic from some like Ames to get you a goal. And that was tactically just to, just to, just to focus on that for ten seconds. You, when we were going forward or we had a set piece Conor Robertson Bidwell were ta- effectively two more strikers because yeah. the amount of times those two chipped in with, on the back post from, from each other's balls even you go low and A yeah. and then you had those two and of course you talk about the set piece 
there was clearly a way I thought this is how we can beat teams because we can overload them in these situations we weren't yeah. really doing this but that's the thing there was, it was a plan I didn't like but it was a clear plan yeah. you knew what we were doing like with this what, what were we doing mm. like you say we were almost caught between you know different ways really weren't we it just felt as if you know it was never going to work because of that I mean you can't get this far and you know like I said Martin after one game you, could, you, had, a, you had an idea pretty much of how you, you wanted to play things out but I don't know how we can get this far and, and not have that idea, really. So I think that probably says it all. It does feel like... Um, so going back to the question earlier, sorry. Duff in, his, in itself now, he's kind of going to lick his wounds back in Cheltenham, no doubt, before he dusts himself down and find, looks for another job. But um, how does he come out of this? And Because I'm not really sure he can say that he, he, he didn't have the time, he, he didn't have the players, he wasn't back, because... None of these things are true. And we talked about the panic change in formation. It might have been the only good thing that happened because I don't want to go back to a back three slash back five oh, manager. I, I think the back four worked right at the tail end of Russell Martin's reign. We said, oh my God, it's finally, the penny's finally dropped. And then he left in the summer, which was typical. Um, when we had the back four earlier in the season, we went on that good run of form with Harry Darling and Bashir Humphreys in there. You thought... We look solid. We look like harder. We were defending stronger. We talked about that Sunderland game where we started poorly and stuff and they were overrunning us. And then all of a sudden, when it came to backs to the wall, we were giants at the back and they couldn't find an answer. So things, decisions he made were really puzzling because the dropping of Harry Darling, the dropping of Charlie Patino, and these are two of our better players this season. It feels like you never really did enough to kind of warrant the, the, the decisions he was making because the results weren't backing them up yeah that's the thing there were some strange decisions like that really weren't there and you know um, it's, it's hard to put your finger on I mean for the fact that I would say for most managers I mean nearly everybody gets sacked at some point so it's happened to him now he's done probably done quite well to get you know five odd years into a career and, and not be fired yeah so obviously that's he, he's now has been he can, the fact is sometimes you've got to take some time out and maybe go and learn things I mean he's he'll have his connections in football Sean Dyke should be one at Everton maybe he'll go up there and spend some time there and all this type of thing I think sometimes you've got to regroup and look at maybe some of the mistakes you made um, one of them would have to be the, the fact that he wasn't here often enough yeah. you know you've got to like it, it can't be a coincidence for me that at Cheltenham he surely must have been there every day if he wasn't I'd be absolutely <laughs> shell-shocked if you're living there you're not going every day it's like what the hell's going it's, on it's not a part-time job and especially no. at this level I mean you're playing against some of the the, the, the country's heavyweights who dropped out you're talking about the, the Leeds and the Southamptons and stuff and the, the clubs that are aspiring at Leicester's they, they're going to be the Premier League teams in not too distant future and then you have to deal with the turnaround of those teams that come down again this is one that you, you don't just put four, three, four days a week into it. You need to be almost, you need to try and find an eighth day of the week because it's that high maintenance, the job. Yeah, that's the thing with football management. The fact is, you've, you've got to live and breathe it. I know there's, but Guardiola, for example, I think his wife and his kids have moved back to Spain, haven't they? And he's living in Manchester on his own. And that's what, you know, he's probably very difficult for him. But he's got to make that, if they wanted to go back and he's accepted it, he knows he can't be there. He knows he's got to be in Manchester all the time. And that's the, the way that it is. The fact is, it's an all-consuming job. 
you know, if you don't, if you're not willing to put the hours in, it will bite you on the backside. And, and I think that's partly what's happened here. Yeah, and I think there are a few characters at Swansea City as well. People who've seen it and done it, and especially the recent manager we've had who very much bought into it. It's the it's the antithesis of Russell Martin, but not in the sense necessarily of the footballing style, but the character. He never really felt like he bought into Swansea as a city either, did he? You never got that warmth from him. No. He was different. He was. It was a lot more like Harden. This is a job, you know. We, all, I know that if I lose X amount of games, I'm going to get sacked. You know that if I win X amount of games, I'm going to get poached. But he never really tried to buy into that fairy tale, which all the successful managers have. You know, not, he was quite cold, wasn't he? he was quite, quite cold. Yeah, I think that's a fair. That's a fair you know, he didn't. I don't think he had much affection for for us. Maybe he's like that with Barnsley as well. We, we don't know it. I would think that with Cheltenham, he probably does have something because he played there for years and then. Obviously, he's managed there for a period of time, and he lives there. But yeah. yeah, it did feel as if he was coming here, just thinking, "Oh, well, this is a job for me," and and that's about it. Really, there was nothing else from you know. I, I like being here, and I can, you know, I can't imagine even Duff going to that training ground, which we know is state of the art. I mean, let's not beat the yeah. bush. I can't even imagine he'd be around there and thinking, "Oh, this this is amazing! What a what an opportunity! We've got great facilities to you know help us achieve the goals that we're looking for." I, I think he's probably the type to go. So what? Um, you know, facilities are great, but hard work is more important. Well, he's almost said that word for word, yes, isn't he? You know, so you know, don't get me wrong. There is, of course, if you don't, if you're not, but when you're saying hard work is important, if that, if yeah, you, that's just an example, you can't be in mid Cheltenham in midweek. <laughs> so you know, you've got to, you have to lead by example, as you said, and um, I think that's something that he needs to accept. I mean, if you want a job in football management, you have to be prepared to to relocate. You will spend less time with your family. I mean, you've heard it from. You know, some of the legends of the game, Bobby Robson, I think on his documentary, it's a, it's a great documentary, I think he, he talks about, is there ever any times where he doesn't like himself? He said, well, I should be at home more, I should be see, spending more time with my wife and kids. Yeah. But he also knows that that is the sacrifice of the job. Yeah. And like, it is a hard sacrifice, but the fact is, why was Bobby Robson managing for as long as he was? Because yeah. he was willing to make it. Now, probably the ones that are looking to cut corners and stuff like that. Yeah, they're the ones that maybe are not going to last as long. So, you know, but look, Duff has been successful. At and I don't, I don't think his stock will have fallen that much. Uh, He'll get a job in the one. Yeah, sure, sure, surely, yeah. surely, because look, he's been successful. So, you know, um, and that, that's the way he has to look at it. I think he's by no means finished. I mean, if, you, if you're a first time manager or something like that and you take a job and it goes really badly, I mean, you're, you're going to be in trouble, aren't you? But, you know, he has got some work to look back on and you know if he's interviewed for something else he can say look I've, I've done this maybe I made a few mistakes here and I can this is what I can learn from and there's nothing wrong with that I still think Michael Duff can have a reasonably successful yeah, managerial sure. career but I, I do think he might be a lower league manager but yeah. is, is there anything wrong with that absolutely not no and I mean, when I look at the way he works as well he has got that ready made he made no secret of the fact from day one really that he didn't agree with a lot of Russell Martin's styles and philosophies and I think that didn't necessarily endear himself well it's, it's just very strange isn't it because I mean usually what, what you tend to look see look after each other but, in football circles but, but also what you tend to see in management is right let's say you take over a job like somebody is going to take over this job now right yeah. um, a struggling team that's done the bottom and that's why you've made a change isn't it now, the, now, the easy win for a new manager is always like, oh, we've got to get the fitness levels up. I hate that because it's, it's what they say all the time. But like, and you're also going to say, look, we're not good at this or that. And, and the league table proves it. Now, under the previous manager, we finished 10th. 
And also, we've got 14 new players. I don't know how the previous manager is particularly relevant. If anything, you should be thinking, I've actually walked into a half-decent job here because I've got decent backing. The team finished in the top half. The manager got poached. It's not like I've come into a job where someone's been sacked because they've been doing badly. No. But for some reason, he seemed to have a major chip on his shoulder about the previous manager all the time. And I'm thinking, but it was things, he shouldn't be thinking about it. Yeah, and it was things like that, wasn't it? It was a bit cold and it was a bit snidey. And from the start, you were kind of feeling like, whether this works or not is open to interpretation. We're going to see. The proof will be in the pudding here. Um, there was parts of Michael Duff, which I was actually looking forward to seeing on his CV. We're talking about high press, high intensity. He called it high octane himself. I was looking forward to seeing that. One of my biggest bugbears of Russell Martin is how we take 45 passes to get into the final third and the opposition would cut us open with three and have a one-on-one. And I'm like, by the time we got to their final third, they got 11 men behind the ball. Our job has become a lot harder. Thank God, we had Joel Perot, who was able to shoot and score and find the bottom corner from almost any angle, because that was a heavy reliance on him under Russell Martin. And both player and manager will acknowledge that. There are parts to it where you go, yes, if he had a stronger team, if he was back in January, etc., etc., we could have seen how that played out. But I was looking forward to seeing what I believed we would see and what we were told we would see. And Michael Duffy, we just never saw it. No, I don't think we did. And I think that has to be his biggest regret, mm. is that he couldn't implement his own style onto us and show us what he can really do. And, um, you know, that was, that's something he has to do in his next job. Absolutely. Um, for Swansea City, we move on. We move forward. Early names being touted about, Steve. It's going to be one of those ones where the bookies are guessing. Please don't pay too much attention to the bookmakers' odds. But there are a couple of names that on the... In the circles of Swansea City talk and whispers in the corners and stuff like that. There are whispers in corridors. Oh, there's been whispers <laughs> in corridors. Swansea City never has not had whispers in corridors, but particularly this season. Um, there's been a few names that have kind of circled around and from several different sources. Um, uh, when you look at people that have been here before, under-18 manager previously, Eric Ramsey. He's now at Man United. He was at Wales for a while as well. Um, there's one name that's been mentioned around. Um, young, highly rated coach. Can you see anything in that one, potentially? I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's hard to say at this stage, isn't it, really? I mean, you know, I think the picture will become clearer. I mean, like I said, we're going to have maybe a more, uh, a better discussion tomorrow. We're hoping to have a guest on, so I yeah. won't say who it is yet, but um, I think he might have an idea. It's Michael Duff, by the way. Uh, I can assure you, I'd be amazed if he would ever speak to either of us. If he's ever listened to this, my God, he'll hate us. But um, look, I think from my point of view, I'd like us to go down the route of someone that that wants to play the, similar to the Swansea way, if not the exact same thing. Um, would you take a risk on, on, on an up and coming on, on an up and coming manager? Yeah, I think that's what we should have done in the summer. That's the, the way. Now we're in. Now we're uh, four points off the. Yes, uh, we are. Bottom three of the season. And it would be I mean, it's not. I'm not leading this question either way. There's a very valid point yeah. for either way of going this. But the problem I've got is if we go for another what we consider to be a safe pair of hands, we end up in another Michael Duff scenario. It's gonna. No one's gonna benefit there. Well, for, from my point of view, when we have gone against the Swansea way, that is when things have unravelled. It unravelled in the Premier League. Yeah. Didn't it? I mean, Steve Cooper might be the exception here, but I think we were still on parachute payments at that point. You know, Martin, yes, had, they were, we were brilliant at times, but 
you know, overall, you'd have to say it was decent, I would say. And I certainly think that if he'd been backed in the way that this guy had been backed, he would have had us in the top six last season, mm. without a doubt. So when we've gone against it, things have gone wrong. So let's learn our lessons. Let's go for somebody with that philosophy. A first-time manager is fine by me, as long as they've, you know, they've got the credentials. The fact is, right, when you hire a first-time manager, they will work their bollocks off, I'm telling you, because they know if they get sacked, they're, yeah, they're not going to get another job, are they? Exactly. They might get another job as a coach, but they're not going to get another number one job. They were, Those type of guys will always put the work in, I would say. Um, and they have to. They know they have to. And let's just do our research. We've got the... For me, this is still an attractive job. We've got to remember, there's only 92 jobs at the end of the day. And this one is in the top, you know, two divisions. So how many of them actually come up? No, I, I think this is still a good job for somebody. It's a challenge. But I think we should go down the left field route. I mean, from my point of view, I'm sure you'll agree, we most certainly don't want Nathan Jones, do we? Well, there's one no, of that, that's, that, that's, things, yeah. You know, I, 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 Nathan Jones, to be fair, right? I hate him. I'm sure you do. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people listen to this too. Not necessarily a bad manager. You have to say he's done well in other places. It is not going to work here. It would be one of the biggest disasters ever if he got the, this job. People, it's fair to say, people were unconvinced by Duff, but from the first day he walked in through the door in his comments when he was having a bit snipe attack at Russell Martin, and people were like, oh, I don't like that. That's not, we don't do that. We like managers who hug people and just kind of like, and, and say everything is rosy and lovely, and that's what those successful managers, the warm ones, are the ones that have done well here. Nathan Jones would get even less of a leeway or far less of a leeway because he's a scammer he's a Cardiff fan through and through he's yeah, just, there, there's some, you see some appointments in football and you, you genuinely can't believe like, do you remember when Spurs appointed George Graham and I was just thinking mm. I cannot believe that you th- can't believe that you think that this guy who's played for Arsenal for 10 years and then managed him for 10 yeah. like this is ever going to go down well yeah. I mean, and I couldn't believe that he even took the job if you know what I mean I'd be thinking it, what was telling was that David O'Leary who was his assistant at Leeds did not take, go with him and then yeah. went and stayed at Leeds and became their manager. If yeah. you know what I mean, that for me said it all. Just like he realised you can't do this. Yeah. Like I, I you know, it's just, <laughs> just absolutely, it's just ridiculous. You're gonna have to have to have the fans on side because it's not always gonna be yeah. wins, wins, wins. And let me check a couple of names at you before we wrap this up. Chris Davis, he's at Spurs now. I believe his name was um, run in the summer. That that's the type I'm I'm talking about really. If he wants to be a number one, um, I think that he's gained a lot of coaching experience then. Yeah, I, I'm not going to be against check. that at all. I think we always have to say with these things, I'm never going to nail it down and say this is definitely the person when I'm saying left No, but, they, but you, what you can say is... There's a philosophy there. Yeah, there's a philosophy there. It's a calculated gamble. It's one I'd be willing to take. Um, I'm not going to check all the names at you because we'd be here all day, but uh, another one was here under Russell Martin, left after a short spell, Luke Williams. Um, I think Luke Williams has got something about him, but I mean, if you look at the goals Notts County conceded the other day, I think he needs to still hold his craft a bit. I think he should stay where he is. He's doing a good job. But, you know, I think if they were discussing him, I wouldn't be gutted. But, I'd, but I do think it may have come a bit too soon for someone like that. He should stay where he is. And then maybe a bit further down the line, an opportunity like this might come up and he could be good for it. Two more names and we'll wrap this up. Um, John Eustace, he's been in the running before, was offered the job before. And, um, but he isn't as yeah. left field or first time. Doesn't excite me. No. Like, do you remember that? Obviously, you definitely do. Uh, the infamous game last year where Birmingham beat us 4-3. Yeah, it was day like Robbie, wasn't it? Like, like, we played really well in that game. We just defensively were speechlessly bad. But I thought they were poor. So yeah. like, I didn't see anything in them to which think is, that, really. Which is, oh, you can have off days, but they seem to... I think they'd lost five in a row before mm. that. Weren't you thinking... 
Nothing. John Eustace, not for me. Yeah. Last one. The man who's got current caretaker job of the Swans, uh, Alan Sheehan. Um, what are the chances you think that he can pick up a few results and they leave the job with him for now? Well, I suppose you never know, don't you? I mean, if we don't appoint someone by Saturday, then obviously there is a midweek game next week as well. So Could have two, couldn't he? Yeah, I mean, it's a possibility, but look, I, I don't think they will. I think it's... I, fairly well known as well at this point that they are actively talking to people I know yeah. that Sheehan at this point is in contention yeah, that's the thing I, like as much he's caretaker he's not an interim is he like if you think about it like if you're an interim you're thinking well this guy is going to be in yeah. that, that in the kitchen not talking to anybody else at this stage or if you are it's for further down the line so you might get an interview yeah. like he might yeah. I mean and if he's if he's in the job then you know then I suppose they'll, they'll know all about him. He knows the club. He knows the club, yeah. <laughs> knows, know, that scene. <laughs> know, knows the players, yeah. But yeah. Look, I mean, I, I wouldn't go down that route, no. personally, but I mean, we don't know a huge amount about him, do we? What I will say is, unlike his boss, he did relocate down here and he has been here every day as but well. But this is, seems so to be the which, one who was leading a lot of the yeah, training sessions. Which, stuff, which, like, we, I mean, to something like Roy Keane, I mean, you shouldn't be getting credit for it. I mean, it's a bare minimum, isn't it? He's doing his job. He's doing his job. I think uh, we'll leave it there for now. Um, there's probably none of the names that we mentioned so far, such as the way with the Saudi City managerial market. Um, fingers crossed. I mean, this is still kind of new territory for these owners, particularly the newest regime. Some of the guys who only come in in the summer have had to make this, been part of this decision, Steve. Well, it'd be interesting to know, like, what was, like, how many of them actually are involved in this thing, yeah, and, yeah. and what was the sway? Because that could well be it. It could be the two, two of them maybe have wanted him out for a little while. And now what happens Saturday is maybe sway one or two others and then they've That's got enough. right now we've got an, uh, the percentage wise we've got enough to say right he's going. But you, you don't know do you? That's the truth. I mean they tend to keep their cards close to their chest or should I say they might say someone's in charge but you, you don't really know who is. We don't unre- I don't really want to go down the route of using um, someone's statistical problem you know it's external consultancy firm where they come in and they recommend yeah. blah blah I think this is something that we need to acknowledge that what we've done there is taken someone that on paper Michael Duff on paper could have been a really good fit but it just never transpired yeah. that way so when you look at where we're going to go now there are plenty of people at this club who we can reference and go what is this there are still people here who know yeah. what the Swansea what Swansea way is and I found out someone last week someone behind the scenes quite high up has listened to this podcast so if they want to listen and take our advice <laughs> that's, that's fine by me but um, yes I mean look who, who honestly knows what we're going to do it. but I was encouraged by that statement from Andy Coleman so yeah. um, look, I it think seems like he. It, I know it, it, he said himself, "Judge me by what I do, not by what I say." Yes, but he has what, said that. At, at this time, you can say what he has said does allude to the fact that he kind of but, gets it. But he knows what it means. Yes, it does. But he's got to back that up now with, with an appointment. He can't that turn on and give Nathan Jones yes. the job now after saying yeah. he's got to. It's got to be he's got to back it up with what we're looking for now, and you know we'll we'll see what we and when he does we'll. We'll pass an opinion as we always do. As we always do. We will be back tomorrow for a fuller analysis of everything that's gone on. We will but it talk- might be Thursday for everyone that's listening. It might take oh, a little sorry, while to go up. Yeah. It's Thursday probably the time we get to listen to it. We'll be recording it tomorrow. We'll have a guest on and it'll be a little bit longer than this, but uh, cannot do a podcast today, could we? Um, so join us for that and uh, let us know what you think. But uh, from myself and Steve, we'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.